0: What up, guys? Welcome to the Drama Club. Coming up on today's episode, we get our speculations on about Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. And then May's story for today is all about Shoddy Aaron Hernandez's troubled life and death. Let's go, Dodgers. And it's time for the Drama Club.
1: What up, fam? What up, fam?
0: It's good.
1: Feels good, right? Feels good, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. I yeah. know it, just, yeah. And without mm-hmm. further ado, we broadcast live, broadcast live from CA to M. Like
0: yesterday, I guess I drank two coffees because we went to go eat Cuban food for lunch and then we all got espressos after.
1: Cortaditos?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's my shit. I should have been Cuban, dude. I should have been CZ Top. If If I were Cuban, I could probably dance. I would probably be going around saying, like, (laughs) azúcar. They're so racist right now.
0: (laughs) Play baseball. I can play play baseball. I could probably say mommy. Mommy. Are you spinning? Mm
1: -hmm. It's nice to be
0: back. I took a spin class, like, the week after we got back from New Orleans. And (laughs) the whole time I kept thinking. (laughs) What if Mae was the instructor right now? <laughs> I can't see you. like
1: I'm telling you, dude.
0: Pumping people up like no. that. Like... <laughs> I'd be like, hey, if Give you go the side with eye. Slow,
1: that's cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the most chill spin class.
1: We'll get him next time. <laughs>
0: and then he comes back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: game of football is like the game of chess or war. There's a reason for every move. Every move has a counter move.
0: Okay, so Selena Gomez, this happened like last week, but mm-hmm. she's still seeking treatment. She Basically, what I read was she was hospitalized twice, like kind of back to back for low white blood cell count. Yeah. Because, you know, she had a kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. So that's common, I guess. But it happened like back to back. And then the second time when she was in the hospital for that reason, she had a panic attack. Yeah. And she started like pulling the what is that? Like the IVs out of her Mm -hmm. arms. So then because of that panic attack, now she's hospitalized for emotional issues.
1: Well, not just that. It's she's also had several setbacks related to her health. Yeah, cuz she has lupus, right? Yeah, she has lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. So, she's she's constantly in and out of the hospital and that's really hard for somebody so young. Yeah, and so it's been like really rough on her and she's had several panic attacks and this was just like a big one.
0: Yeah. So she's currently she's still in the hospital. She's like, you know, getting all sorts of treatment. They called it something.
1: What the treatment yeah, it's like some sort of it's like a a, a method of cognitive behavioral therapy. I don't yeah, know, like
0: dialectical behavior therapy. Yeah, designed to help try to identify and change negative thinking and behavioral patterns. That's perfect. That sounds real hard.
1: That's perfect. See, because yeah. the thing is, the trigger. Sounds like the trigger for her is whenever she's sick or whenever she's in the hospital.
0: Yeah, because she's probably just so fucking fed up. Yeah. But anyway, yeah.
1: so I think that that method of therapy, it they would put her like around needles and around IVs mm. and they would, you know, kind of teach her, okay, so don't panic, breathe, yeah. which is, that's perfect. That's exactly what she needs.
0: Yeah, but that's really hard. Everybody has been talking about, because she's, you know, obviously really still really linked to justin bieber because of their long-term yeah on and off again relationship and what everybody's trying to link it to is that he's marrying or is married to fucking Haley baldwin right mm-hmm. and a few weeks before the hospitalization she deleted all her social media
1: and is she still quiet on social media yeah
0: she deleted it okay and she said, you know, she needs a break because it's too hard for her. And this isn't the first, like, I mean, this is like a public person, right? But like right. in our lives, it's like you and I, mm-hmm. we have a friend who just took a break from Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I think that shit gets really hard on people because, you know, you see like little snippets of someone's life and they make it look all perfect. Like, like, like uh, Cardi said, ain't nobody put in their yeast infection on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That shit is fake. I just yeah, like it's I feel so like fucking fake. Everyone needs to know that the personas that people project on all of these platforms, they're not real. That's not real life. They're so
0: fucking fake. But yeah, I think that's really hard for people. So obviously the, um, the media is trying to push like, oh, like Justin's new relationship had something to do with her breakdown, which there's nothing right. to indicate that that's so. But I do wonder,
1: like, I mean, it must hurt. I think... All right, I think that if it did have something to do with it, it's very, very small. Oh, yeah. It's almost almost non-existent. But if it did have something to do with it, it's less her feelings about Justin. This is so wild because we're so speculating about somebody's. like. <laughs> but I would assume... like, You let's guys, say, we know everything. <laughs> let's say it were me. It would be less that he got married and more that people would be asking me about it. You know? Yeah, like, that's
0: what's fucking annoying. Yeah,
1: I would be like, okay, well everybody's talking about it everybody's like what's selena think about this like oh god that would infuriate me more than the actual and stress you out
0: because you're kind of like waiting for it like someone's gonna ask you some shit yeah yeah that would piss me off too um i'm trying to think like
1: if it were you yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm crazy
0: (laughs) if somebody if they got married after me no i'd be salty as shit i'd be like okay fuck this bitch (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But I always wanted to get married, like I wanted to be married, so yeah. That's a thing too. Like it depends on like what you what you're looking for. Sometimes it's hard like I mean like you try to make it work with somebody, you do your best, right? Like mm-hmm. you and like you're just not compatible like for long term or forever, you know? And like that's hard I think to accept then maybe that person going and giving it a shot with someone new. I don't know.
1: You know what would piss me off though? Like <laughs> as so, Did it happened so fast? Uh, yeah, yes. That yeah. would that would piss me off. But Ooh, I think, that would make me so fucking mad. <laughs> I'd right? be I mean, like, what fuck you? But I think I would get over it. I would have like an outburst and get over it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well maybe this is her outburst, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. But I think maybe Justin is not maybe this doesn't apply to Justin, but let's say you put a lot of time. Like time yeah. and effort, like you got to Into- fix a rapper, and yep. then and then you flipped him, mm-hmm. you fl- you you flipped or flopped him, uh-huh. and, he- <laughs> <laughs> and now he's all fleeked out. Yep, and then then next thing you know, he's marrying some bitch three months later.
0: S- yeah, some new bitch gets to benefit Ooh. from your fucking flipping. Ooh. no, your magnolia house ass shit. Yes, I put. Yeah, a- no. <laughs> That would make me so mad, me.
1: I put hardwood hardwood floors in that bitch. Like. <laughs> Stainless
0: <laughs> steel appliances. The marble
1: countertops. Yeah,
0: the fucking shutters are brand new. <laughs> and some bitch is flipping them. Yep. I'm not even getting to flip them. Mm, mm. Ooh, that would make me so mad too. Nice. And he was. He totally was. He was a little fuckboy.
1: He still is. Yeah, he's, he's still thing. a fuckboy.
0: That's all I was going to say. So the, and then the other thing is like they're like, looking for justin's reactions to all this right yeah so that's why i was thinking about hillsong because he's like been shown going to is it called mass for no it's service service service? church okay church okay well he's been going to hillsong like on different church days like wednesdays Mm -hmm. and tuesdays and shit by himself and He looks like he's being consoled, like he has his hair covering his face. He's Mm -hmm. like been shown driving away from church with his hands covering his face. So they're saying like, oh, you know, like he's emotional from this, which is so speculative. Yes. It's so like you want to make something out of this. I get Mm -hmm. it. I get it. You know,
1: it's not far fetched. Like it's easy to believe. Hey, You know who goes to church seven days a week? Fuck you. Seven days a week. Yeah. Maria Shriver no way yeah
0: seven days a week mate
1: yeah that's like my grandma (laughs) she don't go seven days a week though fuck
0: no (laughs) what the hell (laughs) why does justin bieber and pete davidson why do they have that weird like neon hoodie fucking mc hammer pants style right now
1: yes why is that justin bieber is a good looking dude why does he he look like garbage he is so
0: handsome and he's like has a nice body like yeah. he could be like well-fitted like dapper ass man
1: you know what i was looking at the other day his his calvin klein ads you know yeah. it's all like and i was like damn <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please be at least twenty-one in this or picture. He's please. doing the,
0: the prayer hands, and yeah, he's like, and he's yeah, like doing leaned that, over that fuckboy move. Yeah, 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 but his body looks crazy. Oh. Yeah,
1: like, but why can't he just have please his hair like that? <laughs> <laughs> why can't he have his hair like that? Why can't he look clean? Why? Why does he have to do this fucking fuckboy ass style move that he's doing right now? because he's
0: dumb Selena I mean,
1: Gomez is too good for him she is dude I, tr- I truly don't know that much about her but like I know that she's too good for him <laughs> <laughs> Haley Baldwin that you're sounds perfect about right.
0: yeah you're perfect for him <laughs> fucking what Baldwin Is is Billy Baldwin's one. daughter or whatever
1: <laughs> Stephen I think
0: Stephen oh yeah. my god the worst Baldwin did you see Alec Baldwin has a
1: little talk show yeah did you hear it was last in the ratings like no, dead
0: last? no really yeah Dead that's last. embarrassing so where's like, it? what network is it on
1: it's on abc which is weird because oh. he has such a tight relationship with nbc nbc yeah but i think nbc was like ha no <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying
0: to fix jimmy we, <laughs> we're not taking on this task uh,
1: he's he's charismatic he's a charismatic dude i wonder but he's problematic i think i think yeah people that's just don't the thing they're not, this shit.
0: they're not here for this anymore yeah. but yeah i actually always like the alec baldwin episodes of comedians and cars yeah because he's a good storyteller and mm-hmm. he's just a good talker yeah and yeah
1: and come on like 30 jack donaghy 30 rock yeah he's the, amazing <laughs> that dude is fucking talented but i know you
0: know? Do you remember that episode where he takes Tina to like a the gala for that prince of it's Paul Rubin. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and and his ex-wife is there and she's like all in love with Tina and she's like she's way better than your last girlfriend. What was her name? Jack? Beyonce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Jack Jack Donaghy and Beyonce would be the ultimate power couple. <laughs> right? That they rule the world. <laughs> Alec Baldwin used to be so fine. Oh man, he was like so Beetlejuice. Hot. Alec Baldwin, Ooh, oh. working girl. Alec Baldwin. He was oh, a working, hairy though. He's a fuck boy and working girl. But yeah. yeah. Oh God, he was so fine. What is that other? The, What's
0: that military one?
1: Oh, I was thinking of the one with Jack Lemmon, glenn Gary, glenn Ross, where he's oh. like always be closing that one. Oh yes, he's hot in that one
0: yes that sucks that must be really hard to be that good looking in an age
1: yeah <laughs> but you know his new wife what's his what's his wife's name it's something terrible <laughs> Hilaria. <laughs> oh really it's Hilaria. yes <laughs> Hilaria. she kind of she put him because she's like a yoga instructor
0: yeah, she got him in shape. She huh? got him
1: in shape. He look. He doesn't look bad, but I mean, he's no like, nineteen eighty nine. No, general. come on, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Fuck.
0: <laughs> Remember in Thirty Rock when he has the picture of himself young? Yes. He's like, this is what I used to look like as a young man.
1: <laughs> oh, I miss Thirty Rock.
0: I know, me too. The uh, early seasons are so fucking good.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, so <clears throat> I sent I sent it to you, Steph, but I thought I would read it to our audience. Hyder Hyder yeah. <laughs> has been catching up on a couple of episodes. And so he listened to the Manson episode. And Pimpin' ain't easy. Pimpin' ain't easy, which is one of my favorites, guys. Listen to Steph tell us the story of um, Sharon Tate and Charles Manson. <laughs> and so Hyder was a first he told he told me that during the first 20 minutes of the John Wayne Lorena Bobbit episode he thought we were talking about the actor john Wayne. (laughs) could you imagine he got his dick cut off (laughs) he'd never be able to ride a horse again (laughs) right or he'd ride better (laughs) okay anyway then he told me ironically this is gonna go one of two ways (laughs) it's either gonna be the best thing ever
0: or the worst thing ever
1: then he said, ironically, I met Charles Manson's brother once. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> is that wild? Yes. Yeah. So let us know if you've met Charles Manson's brother, guys. Yeah. That's awesome. And stay
0: the fuck away from that fool. <laughs> <wall. laughs> I was shook. Yeah, that's scary. I got goosebumps.
1: <laughs> Let's see what this game of football is all about.
0: I don't know what you're doing, so I'm excited.
1: Well, introduce yourself first.
0: Oh, hello, everybody. My name <laughs> is Stephanie. Hello, baby. <laughs>
1: hello, everybody. My name is May.
0: Welcome to El Club de Drama.
1: Welcome the to drama the club. Drama Club.
0: TDC. On the TLC tip. Oh, sorry, my <laughs> bad. On the Drama Club tip.
1: Ooh, on the Drama Club tip. ooh This is the podcast all about scandals. Scandals by celebrities and regular people. And
0: infamous scandals.
1: Infamous scandals. Penis scandals. TV shows. <laughs>
0: Movies. I haven't seen a a, mo- a new movie in a while, actually.
1: Ooh, remember I told you guys I wanted to watch Fantastic Woman. Oh yeah, how was I- it? I watched it. It was great. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Oh, I guess that's the like the last movie I really watched was Um. Disobedience. Obedience. Disobedience. <laughs> that's a different movie. That's though. a big ass difference, <laughs> right there. Obedience is about a Great Dane. <laughs> who's just real smart. <laughs> He's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My coworker got a great dane. I want a great dane. It's fucking huge. The the puppy is huge. Yeah. So then I was all pumped cuz she was showing me pictures and then yeah. I told one of my other friends. I was like, "Dude, did you see that? What's her face got a great dane?" And she was like, "Yeah, a horse. That's not a dog."
1: <laughs> Actually, I I don't want a great dane. I want like um
0: you want a Burmese Mountain Dog? You said I want
1: a Burmese Mountain Dog, but I would rather have a what is what is uh, Beethoven?
0: Oh, uh, uh, Saint Bernard.
1: Saint Bernard, yeah. I want one of those. If I'm gonna get a big ass dog like that, I would want a Saint Bernard.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny? I don't like um, Pipples very much. I think there's like a, a weird people that like stand for Pibbles. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Like, relax.
1: It's because they're they're like um, they got a bad rep they got a bad rep so they got to go x they got to be a little extra you know
0: yeah so i don't like i honestly i don't care about pitbulls like at all i don't think and not like them i don't like Mm -hmm. them just just one way or the other they're right yeah but howell's mom has a pitbull and he is a fucking sweetheart like really i love him so much his name is dodger and he's like um he's a little bit big like pitbulls they are muscular like they're just Mm -hmm. muscular dogs so he's like you know he's like a big big ass dog and like he looks really threatening but he is such like a baby like he just wants to be cradled and Aww. he just wants to be like touched and he like will roll over and like just lick you like he's so <laughs> cute i love him so
1: much big the, dogs are the best you know um i think that the best pitbulls are the pitbull mixes oh yeah i'm sure like with the lab yeah
0: because you get all the, like, what you want, like, the threatening look, like, if you're trying right. to protect your house or whatever, but then mm-hmm. you get, like, the smart and, like, sweetness of a lab.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually, Pitbull mixed with anything, that's a, that's great. <laughs> that's the dog club. You do <laughs> it. Was still, it's the same initials, TDC. Yeah, TTC, the dog club. <laughs> it's so stupid. On <laughs> uh, next week's episode, we discuss corgis. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, fuck <but> corgis. <laughs> Fuck those dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Here's deception is the old skin game in football. So, this is a request from one of our listeners and biggest (gasps) supporters, Stephanie.
0: Ooh! Ooh. Shout out to
1: Stephanie. She is Steffers83 on Twitter. Yeah. I'd begun collecting my thoughts for a different story that I've been on the verge of doing for, like, a few months now. But... Then Stephanie requested this, and coincidentally, I just added it to the list the week before, so I kind of took it as a sign and shifted my focus to this. Hell yeah. I watched another Reels channel show for this. (laughs) (laughs) You are single-handedly keeping the Reels channel in business. (laughs) This time called Murder made me famous. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Which I actually, I first caught a few minutes of this a couple weeks back. And that was actually the reason that I added him to the list in the first place. And then coincidentally, when I started writing this, the Spotlight team from the Boston Globe, as in the kick-ass investigative journalist from the movie Spotlight. Yeah. They started releasing a six-part series about Aaron. So Ooh. we must all be on some collective consciousness shit because we are surfing the same wavelength. So anyway, thanks again to Stephanie for the request. And I want to encourage you guys to keep requesting stuff.
0: Yeah, I like that because then I'm like, oh, I- I'll just do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, our list is pretty long and that's kind of overwhelming sometimes. It's nice yeah. to have someone say, do this. Yeah, totally. So it doesn't always work out that we could do it right away. But when it does, it's pretty like exciting, I think. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I keep getting annoyed because people fucking love tying shit to OJ.
0: Oh yeah, everybody.
1: Yeah, I heard someone say this was the most high-profile murder by an athlete since OJ. Oh my gosh. And I do, I I understand the urge to make the parallels here, but... That's so specific. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Anyway. Aaron was born on November 6th, 1980. Wait, did you say his full name? Aaron... Joseph Hernandez Okay, was born on November 6th, 1989 in Bristol, Connecticut. Two things. Is this the first story we've done about someone younger than us?
0: He was younger than us, me.
1: Yeah,
0: 1989. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I except, so. except like the, the shit little, talk about, yeah, like Selena Bieber, and Justin, yeah. yeah.
1: And two... I didn't realize they had Puerto Ricans in Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) When you first started saying that, I thought you were going to say, is this the first scandal from someone from Connecticut?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They keep their scandals on the low in Connecticut.
1: Connecticut got scandals, but they're usually, they're white people scandals. They're white collar scandals. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to Puerto Rico gang (laughs) gang. We love mofongo. Hashtag mofongo. I like that. But dude, that SNL bit where Keenan plays Big Papi from the from the Red Sox, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "I love my fongo."
0: <laughs> dude, Keenan is so talented. He's funny. He's underrated. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, fool's a hard yeah. worker too. Yeah. I've Been won- working since he was like ten.
1: <laughs> he won the Emmy this year. Dude has he been did. in the business like literally since he was like ten. Yeah, this is all oh, that. <laughs> Somebody should put all that on like Hulu or something. I would I would watch it. I would watch the shit out of all that. Oh my god. Maybe the sketch. I don't think the sketches would be funny. Maybe the uh, like a handful of them, but yeah. the but the musical performances.
0: The French. His sketches are funny. The French dude in the bathtub. Oh, Pierre Escondo. Yeah, and um, that big girl. What is it like? Pertinent information with whatever, with, whatever.
1: Yeah, she's funny. She was on Workaholics.
0: Yeah, she was. That's right. TLC did the intro for all that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, me. So-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the fuck we got on that. <laughs> this-, <laughs> this is the All That Club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The myth that people tell about Aaron Hernandez was that he never got over his father, Dennis's shocking death at age 49 after a routine hernia surgery. <gasps> Whoa. That is shocking. It's yeah. It was actually when Aaron was. I think I want to say he was a junior in high school. Hernia so. surgeries are outpatient. That shit is like, yeah, it It's was, chill, right? When if someone tells you like, "Oh, I'm gonna have hernia surgery," you're like, "Okay, cool. See you See later you tomorrow." In the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's
0: not a big deal. Yeah.
1: However, the truth is that Aaron and his older brother Jonathan were continually brutally abused by their father. Oh no. Aaron didn't cry at his father's funeral, and everyone. Noticed and praised him for his stoicism, but really he was just continuing to hide his emotions because his father had beat it into him that anything other than that was a sign of weakness. So his parents are Puerto Rican, like his from dad, Puerto Rico. His dad is Puerto Rican, not from Puerto Rico. Okay. But his dad, his dad might have been like first generation. Okay. Uh, and his mom was Italian. Okay. We'll get to his mom. Great right. character. Okay. Jonathan admits that he and Aaron lived in constant fear of being beaten by their father throughout their childhoods. And people around town never had any idea that this is what was going on in the Hernandez home because Dennis and his wife, Terry, were actually pretty revered in the community. Dennis Mm -hmm. had been this scrappy Puerto Rican kid who grew up to be a football star at the local high school and then got a football scholarship to the University of Connecticut. Oh, wow. Wow. There's, like, a lot of shit about his dad that I didn't want to get super into, but he ended up not finishing at UC because he was, like, tied to the murder of a cop. He didn't do it, but he was, like, hanging out with the wrong people. Yes, and he had gotten into drugs and stuff, so he didn't finish, and he ended up working as a custodian at the high school at the
0: oh goodness what a fall from grace
1: yeah it it was he had so much potential and he kind of he fucked it up but wow anyway so it was great because aaron's older brother jonathan actually followed in his dad's footsteps he went to the same high school and also ended up getting a football scholarship to the university of connecticut
0: all right so like the local town is gonna love them
1: yeah, they love them. They're yeah. local people. Like they're staying local. And yeah,
0: they love that high school shit. Right, yeah. right.
1: So for a lot of people in the community, this was almost like the perfect family. Look, they, they, uh um, they sent their kids to university, and mm-hmm. you know,
0: the, that's the Hernandezes. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody knows that. Yeah,
1: but there were occasional signs that something wasn't right. Like the time that Aaron showed up to school one day with a black eye after his parents found out that he got kicked out of a school dance for drinking. Oh shit. This infuriated me because the dude that they interviewed about this was like, Yes, yeah, father disciplined him. He showed up with a black eye. Like, that's not discipline, my dude. That's abuse. Yeah, that's beating the shit out of him. Right. And no one, it seemed, every, everybody, like, talked about it. Like, oh, yeah, he used to discipline those kids. Like, People
0: love to make excuses for men. Yeah. They um, sure do. Don't even talk to me about that shit this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so his parents had a turbulent marriage, too. They were married in 1986. Then they got divorced in 1991. And then they got remarried again in 1996. Oh, <laughs> And I think we all know that no good can come from the Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton scenario. <laughs> you know how people, uh, how there's sort of, it's, I, I hesitate to use the word meme here, but there's that storyline that millennials are killing certain industries, like, uh-huh. like millennials are killing the newspaper industry, and oh, millennials, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I read an article, it was a study actually about how millennials are killing divorce, like. <laughs> We're not getting divorced. because We're not getting married. Well, because we're getting married much later. Yeah. So, like, we actually
0: know who we want to be with. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, the divorce rate has actually plummeted from Generation X and Baby Boomers. We're just not getting divorced.
0: Baby Boomers were all about the divorce. They sure
1: were. Yeah. Because, actually, I think, like, the generation before them, they stayed married yeah no matter what no matter what and then yeah. the baby boomers are like well f- no fuck that
0: because my parents were in this loveless horrible marriage and yes. that's not yeah, what yeah. i want yeah
1: so yeah they were doing the taylor burton us Weekly keeps trying to brainwash everyone at the supermarket into believing that Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are going to do this. <laughs> I love it how you keep posting those. <laughs> They're so funny to me. Brad and Jen having a baby. Like th- those
0: two people haven't thought of each other in years.
1: Did you see the the last one I posted where Brad? They were like, Brad is is designing the nursery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy, wants to be an architect so bad. Did you say something like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Art- Brad Pitt is Art Vandley. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of his house, Vandaly. <laughs> when Aaron was three, his dad caught a charge after he tried to buy Coke from an undercover cop. Oh, shit. I feel like you should never buy Coke from someone you don't know. Yeah. Right? Rule number one. <laughs> don't put that in me. Yes. <laughs> unless you make them do a line first like in the movies you know <laughs> do a is, line and prove you I not do a god support this
0: these instructions being given t- to you by me
1: i'm not telling people to do this i'm just saying like it sounds idiotic to go up to someone and be like hey dude
0: this is the same dude who went from a football star to fucking janitor man i don't think he's yeah. like an neil fucking yeah, yeah armstrong. that's
1: true i want to watch that neil armstrong movie <laughs>
0: Me too with the um Ryan Gosling. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And Claire Foy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I stand she, for Claire Foy.
1: Is she Mrs. Armstrong? Yeah. Are you gonna watch the that new girl with the dragon tattoo?
0: I don't know. Maybe. I liked the first one with fucking. Um, God damn it. Daniel Craig. Yes. I'm and sorry. Rooney Mara. Yes.
1: Yeah, Rooney Mara when she was nominated for that movie had one of my all-time favorite red carpet looks yeah she looks all dead she looks (laughs) yeah she looks she looks like like a like a futuristic like an alien yeah she (laughs) looks exactly like a robot yeah yeah she was cool as fuck yeah okay his mom was also arrested once when he was 11 for running an underground gambling operation (laughs) that's tight though so she was, I'm not mad at her for that that's that's what i'm saying she was an a, an illegal bookie which i'm not really mad at no that's sick go off terry make your money girl <laughs> just don't get caught next time i know Fuck. i feel like there was a jessica chastain movie about that did you see that um a most violent year no 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 more recent than like last year molly's oh. game oh i never seen it i want to see that by the time aaron was in high school the same school that his father and brother attended He had practically reached his full height of six foot two. Jesus. He's probably so fine. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm going to get to that. Uh, uh, And his. I'm going to go him real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Look at look at his like high school picture where he's like in the maroon football jersey. Shut up. Please make him 20. (laughs) Please make him at least 20. Okay. so. Yep. Oh, you saw it? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And his incredible okay, so he's six foot two and his incredible athleticism quickly became very apparent as he excelled in both basketball and football. Wait, does he run track too? Ooh, I don't know. I didn't okay. see anything about that, but I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of football players run, run track, track to get faster.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: But isn't track what season is track? It might have been the same as basketball.
0: I don't know. I know okay. it's cross country and then track. I don't fucking okay.
1: Aaron's high school football career was particularly successful because he had excellent chemistry with the quarterback, Dennis. Dennis and Aaron were inseparable. They would often smoke weed together before school, before practice, and after games. So he was, Aaron was a pretty big pothead by the time he was in high school. Okay. They also had sex from time to time.
0: Aaron and this guy? Yeah, Dennis. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that Aaron was um, fluid yeah we'll
1: we'll get to it. okay but in aaron's house homosexuality would not have been tolerated in any way shape or form his father was very homophobic and he made sure that his sons knew that any behavior that he deemed to be effeminate would not be acceptable dude i i'm so tired of like latin american macho Mm -hmm. shit like yep
0: please god can we fucking stop that yeah it is so tired
1: it's gotta be our generation that makes it that is. change. Like and fucking I mean, relax. And I hope they do you think that we're moving in that direction?
0: Fuck yeah, I think so. I mean, like if people like me and Hoel have kids, yeah. Yeah. What not you gonna
1: give a fuck? Mm. So whether it was something as insignificant as how they stood or how they used their hands, Dennis Hernandez insisted that they do it in a manner which he deemed to be masculine. <laughs> Jesus. So Jonathan would—he had like stories where his dad would be like, "Don't stand like that," and like smack the shit out of him. Oh my gosh, what does that even mean? Like, what what does it mean to stand like a man or to like, you know? Nothing. They're it? just so
0: insecure. Yes, yes. It's so stupid.
1: So if if they did anything that he considered not masculine, he would beat them. At one point, Aaron expressed his desire to become a cheerleader. And his dad shut it down super quickly because I guess they had a cousin who was a male cheerleader. And you know, they're like super, super athletic. They're like, fuck
0: yeah, cheerleading is like gymnastics. It's yeah. like
1: really like throwing girls and stuff. Like it's yep. intense anyway, but his dad was like, nope. But Jonathan says that it wasn't out of the ordinary in the Hernandez household at that time to hear the word f it, being directed at someone in disgust. That word like sticks in my mouth. Like I almost can't even say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> where is that from? What? That that word. I don't know.
0: Okay. Like I know where the N word comes from. You know what I mean? hmm
1: Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So obviously Aaron had a lot of shame about his sexuality. And because of that, he always felt the need to hide. It also didn't help that he had been molested as a child. Oh no. This was something that he didn't disclose to anyone really until his brother when they until he told his brother when they were adults. At the same time he also started a relationship with his classmate Shayana Jenkins who would later become his fiance and the mother of his daughter. All right, so PS, Shayana and Aaron were a high school power couple. Oh shit. Aaron was a lot of things but he wasn't ugly. Like he had no He had those dimples, and you know ladies love dimples. Yeah. Plus, he was a star athlete, and Shayana is, like, mocha-colored, and she's got greenish-gray eyes. Oh, shit. (laughs) She looks like she could have been one of the black cheerleaders from Bring It On. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although the internet thinks that she looks like Lil Bow Wow. (laughs) If if you Google her, the second suggested that comes up is Shayana Jenkins' Bow Wow. That's fucked up. It's super fucked up. She does kind of look like him, though. So in his junior year, Aaron had essentially accepted a scholarship to the University of Connecticut to carry on the tradition started by his father and older brother. However, then Aaron's father died and he started entertaining offers from other universities across the country. Oh, wow. In his senior year, Aaron suffered his first known concussion on the football field. Also, because he resented his mother after his father died, he started spending less time at home and more time with his cousin, Tanya, who was 14 years his senior, and she became kind of like an older sister figure for him. Hmm. So he and Tanya got really close, and around that time, Tanya and Aaron discovered that Aaron's mother was having a sexual relationship with Tanya's husband.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't see that coming.
1: So Tanya divorces her husband. And she starts ice skating. (laughs) And her husband ends up moving in with and eventually marrying Aaron's mother, Ooh,
0: that's messy. <laughs>
1: driving Aaron even further away because he had been so close with Tanya. So then he,
0: he's going to take her side.
1: Yes. Yeah, so he was like, fuck you guys. And really, Aaron and his mother's relationship, they it never really recovered. Wow. So because he's spending even more time away from home, he's spending even more time with Tanya.
0: And he's a little baby. He's like 17, 18.
1: He's like 16. Oh, 16 almost 17 the problem was that tanya's house was always full of kind of like shady characters Mm -hmm. because bristol the place where he grew up it's an interesting place like it's a suburb it's very middle class and he grew up middle class Mm -hmm. but there are kind of certain pockets that are a little shadier Mm -hmm. and where tanya lived it was one of those shady pockets Mm -hmm. so it was a way tougher crowd than Aaron had been used to and Aaron ended up falling in with the wrong crowd. You know how, especially like teenage boys are, they, they see yeah. that crowd and they try to fit in. And Yeah. So he kind of becomes like a little mini thug.
0: Yeah, he gets into peer pressure.
1: Yeah. So, however, he wouldn't be there long because when the University of Florida came calling, their head coach had an unusual request. He demanded that Aaron graduate six months early. So that he could start college right away and play spring football. So now Aaron is a very young college student. Yeah. And, and frankly, he wasn't ready academically or emotionally. Are Don't they take care of them? Like not let them do shit like that? Like not let them graduate early? Yeah. And start school? You can't, yeah. there's really nothing you could do about that. Because you could like, you could say, oh, he's advanced or whatever. He finished all of his classes and... There's really nothing to stop them from doing that. Wow. There are more rules in place to stop them from going pro, yeah, than to going to into the NCAA early.
0: Yeah, because then they basically have to just drop out of college, right? To go yeah. pro, yeah,
1: yeah. So he was dealing. He was dealing with suffering abuse as a child, the recent and sudden death of his father, questions about his sexuality, and a new and growing dependence on drugs. At Florida, Aaron played on what a lot of people consider to be the greatest college football team of all time. His team had a ton of future NFL stars. And because everything revolved around football there, the team and the school pretty much let Aaron do whatever he wanted. Yeah. One night during Aaron's freshman year, when if you remember, he was still only 17 years old, he was at a bar called The Swamp. And he got into a dispute with the manager over a $12 tab. The waitress brought over two shots for Aaron and his friend, Heisman winner and teammate, Tim Tebow. Oh, wow. And Aaron insisted that he thought that a fan had sent the drinks over. So he was hanging out with Tebow pretty much because his his coach thought he saw that Aaron was kind of like a troubled kid. Yeah. And so he thought, like, let me hook him up with Tebow, who's like this goody two shoes. <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of like, you know, like mellow him, him out yeah show him give him like a uh, a figure in his life that was kind of like a good influence and whatever that's, that's a solid move yeah i think that's pretty smart yeah but i don't know do you go straight to a tebow like you just get a regular yeah you know? like someone you know? in the middle yeah, yeah someone in the middle okay anyway so long story short aaron refused to pay and after some back and forth with the manager tim decided that he would pay However, Aaron felt disrespected by the manager and sucker punched him in the head, causing his eardrum to rupture. Police were called, but after Tim and Aaron placed a call to their coach, who contacted the team's unofficial defense lawyer in the middle of the night, any rumblings of charges that might have been filed mysteriously disappeared.
0: Ooh, this is real bad, too, because, you know, he had an abusive dad and. Yeah, and no, nobody's
1: checking this behavior. Yeah. And he's maybe, like, maybe if he would have gotten in trouble for this,
0: he would have relaxed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The university denies that any settlement was reached and no one in in the public knew about this incident for years. Fun fact Bloop. bloop. that specific team had at least 31 arrests over the course of six years, including one for someone firing an AK 47 in public.
0: <gasps> oh my God.
1: So that Florida team was like a fucking mess. Yeah,
0: they just let them run rampant.
1: (laughs) It's because the way they the way they tried to fix it was like go hang out with them, Tim Tebow, (laughs) 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 that guy with the AK forty (laughs) seven. Go have coffee with (laughs) Tim. Meanwhile, off the field, Aaron did the typical college partying. He had parties in his dorm room. He drank. Yeah, had drunken fights and smoked hella, hella, hella blunts. Yep, sounds like college to me. And despite officially being in a relationship with his high school sweetheart, Shayana, Aaron also secretly continued to have sexual relationships with several men and women. On September 30th, 2007, Aaron was connected to a double shooting. After a game in which his team lost for the first time since winning the championship, Aaron and a couple of teammates went to a club. At some point, a guy at the club tried to snatch Aaron's homie's chain, and a fight almost ensued but was broken up. Later in the evening, when the chain snatcher got into the back seat of a car, a gunman walked up to the car and fired five shots. Oh my God. The chain snatcher was not hit, but the driver was hit in the arm and the front passenger was hit in the head. <gasps> and he died? Although the front passenger was very seriously wo- wounded, they both eventually survived. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: I always like, shocks me, like when someone gets shot in the head and they survive.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Cause I always think like head is like that's it right you're donezo.
1: that's why when you when commit kill you're, suicide you're supposed to put it in your mouth yeah yeah
0: and Howell would say that that like when he worked for One Legacy like they mm-hmm. would often survive yeah and they'd just be all paralyzed
1: you know you know why because they're they're what did you call it yesterday their head hood their <laughs> their head roof. <laughs> Cause he, like b- bullets ricochet off their off their head off their roof, head roof.
0: <laughs> and land somewhere funky.
1: <laughs> the chain snatcher gave a description of the gunman that matched Aaron. Wow. He, he said something like, "I think his exact words were something like he, it was a a big dude who was either Hawaiian or yeah was either Hawaiian or Latino, and like there was only like one dude in that area who looked like that, which was Aaron." And when the police brought Aaron in for questioning, he denied any involvement. Hmm. However, a handful of other witnesses described someone who looked different. And then the chain snatcher later recanted his story and an arrest was never made. Although it's interesting to note that a shady friend of Aaron's from Connecticut was with them that night who possibly matched the second description. But no one told the police about that at the time. Jesus. And do like, do we know, like,
0: was Aaron... Into weapons, like guns and stuff? Yeah.
1: Super into weapons. Great. He was like the type of dude that would take selfies with like a gun. Oh, that's so
0: disgusting. Yeah. So like
1: how small is your dick?
0: Or like what are you fucking compensating for? Right.
1: Yeah, so then Aaron is just kind of like playing this little thug game. Like he's trying to be he's trying to be a gangster
0: trying to be a thug <laughs> showed he want to be a thug <laughs>
1: that that's a little known fact that fun fact that song is about Aaron hernandez <laughs> tupac wrote that song about her <laughs> but really who had motive like in that in that shooting it it wasn't it wasn't random yeah so, but i guess we're never gonna know the facts about that one though
0: why they protect them so much
1: yeah, exactly. If you just keep shielding them from consequences, then it's obviously just going to escalate. Yeah, he's just
0: going to think that he could always get away with shit.
1: Yeah. And you know, they the cops had an interesting story. They said when they brought him in for questioning, they had him in the in the little room. And while they were questioning like the other guys on the team that were with him that night, they said they walked into the um, interrogation room and Aaron was asleep on the table. And they said that never... Has have they walked in on a suspect who's suspected of murder or you know yeah, of attempted murder yeah. sleeping like uh, i'm just you know so like, i'm not worried about this at all exactly so he was like it's chill like yeah you know nothing's gonna happen to me so he wasn't worried so cut to the next year and for the first for the first game of Aaron's sophomore year he was benched due to failing a drug test oh wow However, Aaron miraculously didn't fail another drug test that year, and along with Tebow, led the team to a championship. Aaron had a monster junior year, after which he had to decide whether to stay another year or turn pro. However, the decision was ultimately made for him because his coach had become tired of his constant marijuana smoking and essentially kicked him off the team. Oh, wow. He told him, you're going to have to turn pro. So I have a question. Can you Mm -hmm. just like quit your
0: school team and become pro while still going to school? Or you have to like straight up quit school?
1: You can still go to school. Like you can be a college student and play in the NFL. That's fine. You just can't. Okay. You can't play play on the the college team. team. Yeah. Yeah. You see that college? I mean, that NFL player who graduated from med school at the same time this year? No, that's impressive. I thought that was dope. He's trying to get he's trying to petition to get MD put on his. On his that's jersey that's
0: fucking sick yeah that's a boss-ass move my dude that's really cool yeah
1: gotta find out that dude's name that dude is real cool okay so the only reason that he didn't officially get kicked off the team was allegedly due to pressure from tim tebow wow tim tebow actually vouches for him a lot throughout like ever since they met like throughout his life not after like everything really went down but yeah like, he really there's a lot of there's there's this really cool video of him talking to tom brady on the field after a game and uh they were playing each other and tom says something like hey man i'm trying to look out for aaron and this other another dude from florida and tim was like yeah they're good dudes like i just really want you to keep an eye out for them oh that's really nice wow i don't fuck with tim
0: tebow but (laughs) (laughs) but that's really nice maybe he saw you know Yeah, yeah. He probably knew the real him and like saw through all the want to be a thug shit. Right,
1: right. So at age 20, Aaron entered the NFL draft. However, when teams found out about a lot of his behavior off the field, it seemed that no one would be willing to take a chance on him. During one of the psychological profiles conducted by the NFL scouts, Aaron received the lowest possible score in a test of social maturity. Oh, shit. I think it's on a scale of one to 10, he received a one. <gasps> oh no. I would give it so, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you a secret psychopath? Did not know that.
0: Yeah, we all got secrets. You got secret marriages. <laughs> I got secret psych- psychopathicness.
1: So, pretty much, there were a lot of red flags about Aaron, and the word was out <laughs> yeah. that he was a problem. I didn't know that they did psychological profiles. Like, I assumed that they interviewed them Don't give them, a shit. You know? Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of
0: problems in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. The NFL just needs to die. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
1: For real though i think that's really what this story is about but okay anyway so wow, me <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so aaron took it upon himself to write letters to several teams offering to take a drug test every two weeks and promising success on the field during his rookie year so the gamble paid off when bill belichick and the new england patriots decided to take a chance on aaron Drafting him in the fourth round at number one hundred thirteen in the two thousand ten draft. Is that bad? Like fourth? that's super bad. Okay, it's super bad. He was drafted number one hundred thirteen. His his teammate Rob Gronkowski, who was also a tight end, he was drafted like number eight. And Aaron Ooh. was better than him.
0: Oh no. Yeah. So. But the Patriots are a big ass team.
1: Yeah. So he would have obviously been picked much much higher in the draft had he not had so many off the field problems and although becoming a patriot was kind of a dream come true and would be for anyone as they're pretty much the most successful football organization of all time it was actually pretty much the worst case scenario for aaron because it was so close to where he grew up that he would be unable to escape a lot of the bad influences from his hometown oh no gillette stadium is only two hours away from bristol connecticut Ooh. aaron eventually hired two hometown friends and low-level criminals as his personal assistants why do
0: people do that when they get mm-hmm. i think you want to you... throw money at your fam right
1: well i think this quote says it best it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none no it's true yeah it's like fucking entourage like the whole premise yeah. of that goddamn show you want to put your friends on and it's cool like a personal assistant position then it's you and your homie like yeah all the sure. time
0: you know for sure
1: you want to be my personal assistant <laughs> fuck yeah if you pay me off, fucking fuck yeah <laughs> i'd be your personal assistant too i think th- i think it would be cool like i don't know I'll fucking bobby pin your hair up bitch i'll do Hell that yeah. shit for sure Hell yeah i'll do that shit for free now fuck. <laughs> so one of these friends was a guy named alexander bradley No, nope, don't like job- that name <laughs> Whose main job was essentially to be Aaron's weed dealer. <laughs> what? This was tough times. What is this, the early 2000s? <laughs> no, it's 2010. Oh, shit. I don't know. Do we need weed early 2000s? Dealers? He's younger than me. He's oh, younger right, than I I us. <sighs> Dude, like early 2000s, he's an eight-year-old with his own personal <laughs> weed dealer.
0: <laughs> that's a different story.
1: <laughs> so within a year of arriving in New England... Police had been called to Aaron's home due to Aaron and a friend creating a disturbance. Aaron and his friend had been out drinking in Boston well into the night, and the friend got pulled over in Aaron's car on the way home and had been given given like a $1,000 ticket. This sounds bad, but considering that they had been drinking and he was going 120 in a (gasps) 55-mile-per-hour work zone, Oh no! he could have spent the weekend in jail, so he got off pretty easy because the cop recognized Aaron in the passenger seat. Yeah. So, once again, it's Aaron yeah. getting off. Yeah. Yeah, no consequences. Anyway, the two friends got into an argument back home in the street in front of Aaron's home. Classy. And when, and when the police got there, all they did was ask them both to move it inside.
0: Ooh. That's that celebrity privilege right there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's, that's what's turned Kanye for the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also mental illness. Yeah. Kanye has CTE. <laughs> <laughs> around <laughs> around this time, Aaron asked Alexander Bradley to get him a revolver.
0: Oh, no! Aaron,
1: Aaron had, by this point, for years, had a fascination with firearms, and that fascination seemed to be increasing because after this, Aaron started taking a gun pretty much everywhere he went.
0: Oh my goodness! Why? What for? What purpose?
1: I don't know. I like. It's not I like a phone. Like know. you need it. Like yeah, and <laughs> like also. What? aaron's fucking huge like you can't yeah, handle you can't yeah. handle like any any disturbance you get like you can't have a fist fight i'm not telling you i'm not saying he should be fighting people No, but, but he
0: punched that dude at the bar and like broke his eardrum right yeah, yeah Knocked like, that
1: motherfucker out he's fine you do yeah, not need a gun you I'm don't like, need a gun and you're always rolling like three people deep at least yeah with your like low-level criminal friends you're good
0: yeah. that's mm. so extra
1: one that's that, like
0: uh sorry that's not like ahead. you know what i bet it is it's like his dad put it in him like you got to be ultimate macho all the fucking time yep. his yep. whole fucking life he thinks mm-hmm. he has to be like ultimate man so and
1: and the nfl is like that
0: football yep. in general is like that fuck yeah they just perpetuated that fucking thing into him yeah. so he thinks like this is it you know mm-hmm. so dumb
1: one friend this girl this girl was cool in the interview that i read not cool but like she was funny anyway one friend recalled an incident in which she would in which he was shooting the gun into the air out of the window of his car after a night of partying, drinking, smoking weed, and starting coke. She said That That was terrifying. (laughs) She said that... So he was in the back seat, like, shooting out the window. She was in the front seat. Uh And she said that she turned around... As soon as she heard the gunshot, she turned around and she was like, what the fuck? Is someone shooting at us or are we shooting at them? And she said all the dudes in the car were like, hey, this girl's a gangster. Like, she didn't even flinch. Like... (laughs) And she was like, No, dude, that's not cool. Like yeah. and she didn't she didn't hang out with them after that. But she was like, she told she told she pulled Aaron aside like when she got home, she was like, dude, don't like no, yeah. you have too much to lose. That's not cool. Yeah. And she just stopped hanging out with them. But I, it is kind of gangster that yeah, she just that, turned yeah. around and was like, What? <laughs> is someone shooting at us? Or are we shooting at them?
0: That's a gangster line. Put that in a mark marky mark movie line.
1: <laughs> so all the while Aaron was the youngest player in the NFL. And by the next season, together with teammate Rob Gronkowski, became the best tight end tandems in the league, combining for 169 receptions, 24 touchdowns, and 2,237 receiving yards in 2011 for the NFL record. Damn. So he was killing it. Yeah. But late late in the season, he suffered his first diagnosed NFL concussion. So his second diagnosed concussion in general. Because he had one in college. In High school, high right? High school. In high school. And I want to stress that these are just the diagnosed ones. Because a lot of guys get concussed and they they try to hide it.
0: They don't even go to the doctor. Because then they'll be out for a few days or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, and not only that, but it's not just getting a concussion that's bad. It's like your normal everyday hit is going to be bad. And these aren't, these are strong ass guys. Yeah. So, by this time and in the five months following this concussion... A total of seven former NFL players killed themselves and had subsequently been diagnosed with CTE. Oh my gosh. Who? Do you know? No. Well, okay. I, do, I do know, but it's, there's so many dudes. Yeah. Today, 20 former NFL players have killed themselves since 2005 alone, and 16 were diagnosed with CTE. Wow. Aaron had at this point been playing tackle football since he was eight years old. Oh my goodness and not only that but his dad used to beat the shit out of him too so right <laughs> i mean so and we know from the black eye that he was hitting him in the head right remember that drama when obama said that if he had a son he wouldn't let him play football
0: no that was drama
1: yeah people lost their fucking shit because it's like, like it's un- like the Ameri- it's american right? yeah yeah they were like, we knew he was a, a muslim from kenya
0: I would never let my kids, if I had kids, play football. That's what I was gonna ask you. Fuck no, football. Mm Mm-mm. Hell no. Let's stick. Is that worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. I read safe sports, running,
1: (laughs) (laughs) boring ass sports. (laughs) I would never let Lenny play football. (laughs) (laughs) I would never let Bruno play football. Oh my goodness, (laughs) he'd be so scared. (laughs) So, I read an article. Because I got balls deep into researching CTE. I read yeah, an article... that's, a, that's a whole... <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other thing. I read an article about all the dudes... There's like a handful of dudes that have been retiring early in the NFL, like in their early 20s, mid-20s, because they were like, no.
0: Didn't like, Marshawn I... Lynch retire and then come out of retirement?
1: Not because of that, though.
0: Just He was just like, I'm good, I made
1: my yeah. money. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That year, Aaron scored a touchdown during the Super Bowl, but Mm. the Patriots ultimately lost that game to the New York to the New York Giants. That's still got to feel crazy. Good. That's what I was going to ask you. What do you think is a bigger high scoring a touchdown at the Super Bowl or a home run at Game 7 of the World Series? Well, I'm going to say home
0: run, but that's just because I like baseball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say Super Bowl because then you get to do that little dance. and shit. Oh, yeah. But don't you get fined if you do too much? yeah who cares
0: yeah fuck it huh just get yeah, fine fuck it.
1: yeah yeah it's like 20 grand or something fuck that but then when that's you
0: hit a home run you like see the ball everybody starts cheering you got three fucking uh
1: bases to run all slow yeah
0: it's like a home, it.
1: r- home run is cool too because like you did that by yourself like yeah just... a touchdown it's the, the quarterback is involved like people are blocking for you and shit yeah so prior to the start of the next season The Patriots and Aaron signed a seven-year contract extension worth $41 million. Jesus. With a $12.5 million signing bonus, the largest ever for a tight end. But inside the locker room, it was getting harder to ignore Aaron's strange and often unhinged behavior. Oh, no. There was the somewhat typical machismo that's associated with football in that he would sometimes have little physical scuffles with teammates, you know? Yeah. But one teammate talks about being warned by another guy that Aaron was, quote, going to talk about being bathed by his mother. He's going to have his genitalia out in front of you while you're just sitting on your stool. He's going to talk about gay sex. Oh, just do do your best to ignore it. Even walk away. Basically, it seemed that Aaron would do anything to get a rise out of people and to seek attention.
0: Yeah, I know those guys like that. Yeah, they just want to like get a fight, maybe yes yeah and re-
1: and remember he's super young yeah super young and he's so, immature yes 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 so that's that's all contributing to this but it was weird because he'd switch from this very volatile behavior full of rage to sometimes childish silly behavior that was also very disruptive like he'd always call bill belichick daddy Ooh. and kept making a big show of it like during practice he'd be like Daddy told me to run this way. Daddy oh. told me to run the corner. You know, whatever. One day, it enraged Tom Brady to the point where he kicked Aaron out of practice and said, quote, shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here. Oh. I used to I used to fuck with Tom Brady. Like, he's so fine. But then...
0: He's a, he's a little pansy. He's, he's a little, a, like, I don't know.
1: He's a Trump supporter.
0: Oh, God. Yeah.
1: When that came out, I, I don't fuck with him anymore. He seems but. like
0: a little pretty boy to me, like he's so pretty like he would like he would bother me really yeah Mm.
1: he's the spokesmodel for uggs (laughs) of course (laughs) he is that that's exactly the kind of shit
0: (laughs) that i would see him doing
1: that i would be like you're (laughs) so lame on november 6 2012 aaron's 23rd birthday his girlfriend shayana gave birth to his daughter avielle Shayana had been living with Aaron on and off for a little bit while he played with the Patriots, having moved out due to Aaron's constant infidelity. However, when she got pregnant, she and everyone around Aaron hoped that the arrival of the child would help stabilize and ground him. I hate that. Well, that's what he was saying. He was saying, like, you know, now I got something more important to than- live for. Yeah. It should have it should have grounded him. I think.
0: Yeah, for the right person, but yeah. you don't, don't want to bring a child into this world mm-hmm, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like to see if that'll work.
1: Yeah, which I don't think well, that's what happened. But yeah, I don't think that's what happened. But I think once she got pregnant, he was like, "Okay, well, yeah, you're going to have a baby." Yeah. So by that time, Shayana had learned to accept the infidelity as a part of the price she'd have to pay to be in a relationship with him, and she accepted her role in the relationship. Well. I would imagine that this is part of the deal when you fuck with pro athletes, We've right? talked about yeah. this before. Yeah. Yeah, like I, like, I
0: think so. Like, I think if you're with, like, that's just, like, the nature of, like, how they are. hmm
1: And in theory, I'm not necessarily against, like, the open relationship, but I, mean, I imagine that a lot of these dudes would freak the fuck out if you're fucking somebody else. That's
0: what's fucked up, the double yeah. standard. Yeah. hmm
1: These guys just have, their masculinity is so fucking fragile. Fragile, yeah. Fragilinity. <laughs> okay, so this quote from Shayana. Quote, "I cook and clean. He is the man. I know my role." Okay? She was ready. That's mm-hmm. So they got engaged. He proposed to her at, at the baby shower, which I thought was cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Puerto Rican shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they got engaged, but things with Aaron didn't settle down and by July 15th 2012, Aaron proved just how unsettled things could be. Aaron was partying at a spot called Cure Lounge, where within 10 minutes of arriving, he had chugged two drinks. A minute or two later, a guy named Daniel De Abreu accidentally bumped into Aaron and spilled his drink. This infuriated Aaron, but he didn't do anything about it in the club. Hmm. At 2.30 a.m., Aaron and his friend slash weed dealer, Alexander Bradley, pulled up next to Daniel's car, where Daniel was seated next to his cousin, safiro furtado and aaron shouted what's up now Mm Naranja?" and fired five shots (gasps) into the car killing both men
0: oh my god
1: this version of events is what aaron's friend alexander later testified to in court aaron however claims it was alexander who fired the gun over a spilt drink me over a spilt drink oh my god look how fragile his masculinity is When police reviewed the surveillance footage from the club that night, they noticed Aaron in the crowd but figured it was just a coincidence. They didn't connect him to the attack. Oh my god! They instead focused their investigation on finding the SUV which witnesses connected to the murder. Unbeknownst to anyone, the SUV, belonging to Aaron, was stashed in his cousin's garage and would remain there for well over a year. Wow. Aaron's performance in the 2012 NFL season was essentially a wash, He flopped due to a series of injuries and played what would be his last game ever in January of 2013. By February, Aaron was becoming increasingly paranoid The the drugs mostly I Mm -hmm. think was contributing. Well, a lot of things were contributing to this. But anyway, he and Alexander flew down to Florida to party with some homies from the University of Florida, and he kept thinking that the police were following him like when they were at the strip club there were like a couple dudes like sitting across from them. And he was like, those two guys are cops. Like, wow. Yeah. He was real scared Well, he also just participated in the double murder. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron and Alexander bickered throughout the whole trip. And one night after a visit to a strip club, Alexander says that he fell asleep in the backseat of the car. And when he woke up, the car was stopped and Aaron had a gun up to his face right between his eyebrows. And he pulled the trigger. Aaron then left Alexander for dead and flew back to Massachusetts. Aaron killed Alexander? Well, but the next morning, police found him, found Alexander, and he was not dead. Uh <laughs> Like you said, headshots aren't yeah. always lethal. Anyway, Alexander was not dead, although it was, it was really bad. It was yeah, because now
0: how long has he been there?
1: All night. Oh, shit. And he did lose his right eye and needed several surgeries.
0: Oh my God.
1: Alexander refused to cooperate with police, so he didn't say it was Aaron that shot him, and instead started a three-month texting war with Aaron, vowing revenge. Oh my goodness. Because Aaron was now scared for his life, he hired a friend from his old neighborhood named Bo Wallace to be his bodyguard. Bo Wallace is is a... scarier is a shadier name than alexander yeah
0: bo is real scary (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) bo had been in and out of jail and had a long history of drug use including cocaine and pcp oh aaron allegedly started dabbling in pcp around this time oh goodness pcp causes hallucinations and shit and he was already paranoid and like yeah yeah. you do not need that Mm -mm. at this point aaron did something kind of out of character he asked his coach bill belichick for help Aaron disclosed that he feared for himself and his family and that he could possibly even be shot on the football field because so many people were out to get him. So he asked Bill Belichick for a trade or to be released from his contract so that he could play on the West Coast far away from his enemies. Wow. Belichick told Aaron that a trade would be impossible, but he did offer to help Aaron find a more secure home for him and his family. Instead, for some reason... The Patriots helped Aaron obtain a twelve hundred dollar a month two bedroom apartment with non existent security in a bad part of town that was essentially Aaron's trap house where he would keep his drugs and weapons.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Belichick failed to report Aaron's concerns to any authorities, including the Patriots chief of security. I wonder what they were thinking getting him this apartment.
0: Yeah, like isn't he living in a mansion by now?
1: Yeah, he's living in it was a seven thousand square foot mansion. It was A nice place. It was cool. What is
0: he gonna do with this fucking apartment other than trap?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Belichick originally he told him, like, okay, we're gonna find you a more secure house for you and your family and it's gonna be like a safe house. Which that but also call the cops. Also tell your chief of security, right? Like Right, yeah. What they did and I think the extent to what to which the Patriots knew what was going on and like it's real shady and we don't know all the details of it, but Yeah. I don't know. This does not make any sense to me.
0: No. People think that they're helping him and they're not.
1: Yes. So a couple months later, Aaron, Shayana, and the baby were in their rented Hermosa Beach house because Aaron was going to have surgery the next day. Remember, he had had he just had a season full of injuries. So uh, Tom Brady recommended his surgeon out here. And so they were here at the beach. However, they got into a fight that night, the night before a surgery which ended when Aaron put his fist through a window and Cheyenne called 911. No charges were filed in relation to this incident. Six days later, the police responded again to a domestic disturbance at the residence, but determined that no further action was necessary. So literally time after time after time, it's nothing. Yeah. So Aaron and Cheyenne were going through a rough patch. Rough patch. At one point, she texted Aaron, quote, You have too much baggage. I'm serious. Skeletons are coming out. And then she texted him. We need to confirm our wedding date if that's still happening. Jesus. In April, Aaron sent $15,000 to an old friend to buy a used car, two caliber handguns, and two rifles. He also spent $110,000 on an SUV that was essentially modified to be an armored car, like a tank. So he was gearing up for war. What the fuck? And it's actually not that crazy that Aaron would need all of these things. Alexander had been texting him threats for months. Yeah. Like he was like on site, my dude, like shoot you. Yeah. On June 3rd, Alexander texted Aaron that he would be near Gillette Stadium when the Patriots ended practice and that he would be armed with a handgun and quote, vested up. Aaron texted back, just so you know, I'm here and I'm not hiding. Oh, shit. They spent all day sending about 150 texts back and forth. Alexander was asking Aaron for five million dollars. But after some back and forth, later texted that he'd take two point five million. Oh, nice negotiations. Okay. (laughs) Well, I get it. Like Aaron, just pay up, dude. Like you shot this dude in the
0: face. He lost his eye.
1: Yeah. But Aaron didn't respond. Finally, when he was like, All right, I'll take two point five, Aaron didn't respond. Yeah. Aaron had been hanging out with Bo Wallace and another friend, Carlos Ortiz, who that's another shady name.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a real shady name.
1: (laughs) Who was living at his cousin Tanya's house. The guys had also been kicking it with a dude named Odin Lloyd, who was dating Shayana's sister. At 1 a.m. on June 15th, 2013, Odin bought Aaron a drink at the club where they were partying, and shortly thereafter, Odin allegedly did or said something that offended Aaron. What exactly, we don't know. Two nights later, after a Father's Day dinner with Shayana, during which she testified that they both got wasted, Aaron, Bo, and Carlos picked Odin up at his house at 2.33 a.m. Odin probably sensed that something wasn't right because he texted his sister at 3.07 a.m. Quote, do you see who I am with? Then at 3.22 a.m. he texts again, NFL, just so you know. Huh. Which it's unnecessary because his sister knows that he's connected to the NFL. So it wasn't like one of those boasting things. Right. You know, it wasn't like a, like. It was
0: like identifying. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: It would have been really out of character for him to be like, "Oh yeah, check it out, like, yeah, Look like, who I'm hanging out with." Yeah, it wasn't like that because he was like, also, he was a semi-pro player, uh-huh, and like one of the smaller leagues, uh-huh. So it wasn't, it wouldn't have been something to brag about, to right? Bring him about that he was hanging out with the NFL.
0: It's more like, hey, I'm with these people. Heads mm-hmm. up,
1: yeah. Odin was shot six times and left to die at a park near Aaron's home.
0: Oh my God.
1: Aaron and his friends had left behind a mountain of evidence. The body was found with keys in the pocket to a car that Aaron had rented. And Aaron was caught on surveillance video from his own house, by the way. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Showing him carrying a gun shortly after the murder. By the next day, he was being questioned by police. A day after that, he was called into Belichick's office where they had a five minute conversation during which Belichick claims that he asked him, quote, point blank if he was involved. And Aaron replied, quote, absolutely not. Eight days later, Aaron was arrested and sent to jail where he would remain awaiting trial. In 90 minutes after his arrest, the Patriots released him, costing Aaron almost all of his $41 million contract. Wow. And Belichick privately addressed the team and said that Aaron was not to be spoken of in that locker room because he was not a part of the team.
0: Now that it looks bad for us. Mm -hmm. But before, let's all just shut up about him and let him play.
1: Yeah. And facilitate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get him a trap house. Let's get him a trap house.
0: Yeah, let's just keep him going under the radar.
1: Yeah. Fuck you. The Patriots have a long history of picking up dudes like this, though. Like, yeah. shady dudes and quote unquote rehabbing them. Yeah. You know, but I guess it, it didn't work this time. After a three month trial with 130 witnesses and six days of deliberation, on April 15, 2015, Aaron was found guilty of murder and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. That's
0: fucking crazy. Hey, did they bring up the other incidents that he was involved in?
1: No, because he wasn't... They hadn't connected found, him to yeah. that. Wow. It, it was during that trial, though, Is when while they were investigating everything, they ended up finding the SUV wow. at his cousin's house and connected him to that. Wow. <laughs> they connected him to the double murder through that. Wow. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever connected him to the initial su- shooting with the it back way back in Florida. Yeah. That was just that came out later and there's no like real evidence for that. So,
0: and Alexander didn't say that it was him. He wasn't talking. Uh, he wasn't talking. No, right. not at
1: this point. So, in prison, Aaron quickly got into trouble and joined the prison gang, the Latin Kings. Oh. You have to, right? When you're I- in jail? Or, I mean, prison, you you got to join a gang? I don't know. <laughs> Really? I never been in jail. <laughs> you never watched one of those uh, lockup shows. Oh, I mean, look at like. I
0: mean, this is real prison, right? This is like. <laughs> yeah, this is real. Prison. This is a li- sentence to life prison. Nah, right. Yeah, yeah I bet you do.
1: Yeah, uh, I bet all the all the gangs were like <laughs> trying, trying to get to recruit Aaron. him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> offering him their brownies and shit.
1: <laughs> their honey buns. <laughs> prison. It kind of suited him. Like he was that regimented lifestyle. He was by all means like pretty happy in prison he would when he would talk to people and his fiance and stuff he'd be like oh yeah i got two honey buns today and a milk and like (laughs) oh shit (laughs) and uh he he said like people were you know like relatively nice to him and stuff he also confessed to his mother that he was gay at this time and that he had been molested as a child does he say
0: who molested him ever
1: yeah okay he's He told his brother who it was and his so his brother knows who it was. And they asked him, they asked his brother, have you confronted that person? And he said, no, I'm not ready to. Oh, wow. Police connected him to the double murder of Daniel De Abreu and Safiro Furtado from 2012. And Aaron hired Jose Baez, the defense attorney famous for defending Casey Anthony, to represent him at the trial, which began in March of 2017.
0: But he already had the, the life
1: sentence. Yes, okay. he already had the life sentence. This was just... The... Now they're charging him for something else. Yeah, okay. so this is probably going to end up being another two life sentences. Yeah, double life sentence. So you ain't ever, ever getting now. Baez was successful in convincing the jury that there was reasonable doubt about whether it was Aaron who pulled the trigger that night and not his former friend Alexander. That guy's a good-ass attorney. Ooh, he's... I don't know how I feel about this
0: dude. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> but...
1: Casey Anthony?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: The Casey Anthony thing? Ugh. this i understand this uh, this i understand there could be reasonable doubt about whether aaron pulled the trigger but he was the, he was there he was one of the two people in the car yeah so he has something to do with it yeah and alexander wasn't just going to shoot these guys for no reason but over a spilled drink yeah but the casey anthony thing how was there reasonable doubt in that florida You've got a good attorney So Aaron was acquitted on April 14th, 2017. While collecting evidence for this trial, prosecutors had audio of Aaron admitting to a friend over the phone that he was attracted to men and that it made him angry. Fearing that this would come up if Shayana testified, Baez had to disclose it to her. So now Aaron's secret was out. Baez and the rest of the defense team began to work on Aaron's pending appeal for his previous murder conviction. And Baez seemed to think... He he says that he he thinks that he could have gotten him off. So of what know, or, the original one, the original one, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know how like they, your attorney has to say that though, of course, yeah, he I mean, say, and but, especially to the public, yeah, especially to the public. But Baez seems to think like he had a good shot of overturning this conviction. Yeah, a couple of days after he was acquitted, back in prison, Aaron smoked K two with a friend. What's that? ketamine no k2 is like it's like a synthetic weed oh okay so he smoked k2 with a friend and the next day on april 18th he made his usual phone calls to his fiance, who described the call as ordinary at 303 a.m the next morning aaron was found hanging naked from the bars of his cell window he is he asphyxiated at 27 years old oh my gosh There had been cardboard stuck under the door to make it more difficult to open and shampoo placed on the floor, making it slippery. Written in blood on Aaron's forehead was John 316. Jesus. Also written in blood on the walls was the word Illuminati, along with a pyramid. What? On his bed were three suicide notes and an open Bible. One note was to Shayana, one to his daughter. And one, which although previously speculated to be his jail ho- to to be to his jailhouse lover, was actually to his lawyer Jose Baez. Wow. Cheyenne's letter included a bunch of weird metaphysical shit, but ended with quote, "You've always been my soulmate, and I want you to live life and know that I am always with you." This was the Almighty's plan, not mine. I love you. You're rich. What? Then he signed. He signed off with a Savage Garden quote. It said Savage Garden and then the equal sign, and then it said, I knew I loved you. <laughs> Alright. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, that's literally the worst Savage Garden song. <laughs> <laughs> and I will love you to the moon and back. That's the best one. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to be listening to that on a loop today. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll be. <laughs> also, he's he's younger than us he was fucking with savage garden that's true actually that's kind of weird huh yeah so k2 can stay in the blood for up to three days and causes and sometimes causes religious preoccupation and impulsivity
0: oh yeah so fuck that drug
1: yeah that shit is legal that's crazy it's, it's a synthetic marijuana synthetic weed okay Shortly before his death, Aaron had learned of an ob- of an obscure Massachusetts law stating that if a convicted man dies with an open appeal, his conviction would be overturned. Oh, so I'm guessing he told his fiance that she was rich because he's thinking, oh, my conviction is going to be overturned. Then she maybe his Patriots money. You know, like maybe since he wasn't convicted of anything, the Patriots would give him his money, his contract, <laughs> something. But <laughs> they ain't. They don't give
0: a shit about you.
1: No. And also NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts, not like the NBA, like the NBA. Like if you hurt yourself and you can't play anymore, you still get your money. Yeah. Like and the NFL is not like that. Wow. So, yeah, I don't I don't know that she made she might have made money like selling her story or something. But
0: yeah. And from
1: like the sale of his
0: property, maybe.
1: Yeah. But he had been in debt from his defense team, you know.
0: Oh, no, that's a bad look.
1: So I know that she ended up... sell. She got permission to sell his... Also, they weren't
0: married. But their da- his daughter. His daughter, yeah. Yeah, so she'd so, be the trustee of that estate.
1: She sold... She ended up selling their mansion, I think for like a million dollars or something. It yeah. had been in a state of disrepair, too. I'm sure
0: it's all fucked up.
1: Yeah. So she sold it for like a million dollars, I think.
0: I'm sure he had pit bulls uh, running through that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... Aaron's family donated his brain to Boston University for research. In November 2017, BU released their findings stating that Aaron died with the worst case of chronic traumatic encephalopathy ever seen in someone so young. Wow. CTE is caused by one thing, repeated hits to the head. Parts of his brain had become shrunken. Others were enlarged. Some had areas of bleeding. There were, like, literally holes in his brain. Oh, well, I mean, the, the brain has holes in it, but, like, holes that were not supposed to be there. Yeah, extra holes. <laughs> extra holes. Some parts of his brain had, a, had accumulated a protein found in Alzheimer's patients. Oh, shit. All in all, Aaron's CTE was graded as a stage 3 out of stage 4. Stage 4 <gasps> is pretty much like, like you're, di- you're in- actively dying. Oh, my goodness. So, the symptoms of CTE include poor judgment, lack of impulse control, anger paranoia and suicidal behavior so everything he had everything so what do we ultimately blame for aaron's behavior the cte the abuse the drugs the repressed homosexuality his friends his own psychopathy what everything man. everything it was just, just, just a, a, it was so a hard for storm. him yeah it was like yeah he wasn't gonna make it out of this right you know, a lot of do du- a lot of dudes have CTE. We, you know, yeah, they don't kill. They don't usually kill other people. That's the but, thing. It's not an excuse for his behavior. Like, right, you know. But ugh, I want to say, personally, I think it had a big impact
0: on his like thuggish behavior, on like the gang banging and the shit on, like, like that?
1: the the spiraling at the end. Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't. I think without the CTE, he, wouldn't he doesn't have kill someone. Himself. He wouldn't he doesn't kill he doesn't kill someone over a spilled drink yeah. without CTE. Yeah. Maybe he would have killed someone like, you know, just related to that lifestyle, the thug lifestyle. Right.
0: But I don't know. That's crazy. That's so sad and really scary that they even allow them to do this still. Yes. Yes. Why? It's not worth it.
1: The NFLs, I think they settled a lawsuit recently with like hundreds of former players and I think they're gonna split. Like, I think the lawsuit was like eight hundred million dollars or something. That they're gonna start paying out to former players. Good. But what they're not doing anything really to change to it. actively like stop
0: it from continuing. Yeah. I
1: I mean there have been some rule changes. Like you can't hit you can't hit somebody head first. Yeah. But I mean,
0: and I've heard fucking people complain about that yeah like oh i i want to see that or some shit like you're fucking barbaric and you need to just go into your dungeon and fucking yes
1: in the early days of football people were dying on the field left and right
0: dude if you see those old school like fucking cloth helmets they used to wear they're leather those are fucking scary
1: Well, people would always be dying, and then Teddy Roosevelt, who loved football and was like a man's man, Teddy Roosevelt was like, "No, fuck this." He got he he, he like called a meeting of all like the the schools, and he was like, "No, we're fixing this." So yeah, this they they, <laughs> they instituted rules. They were like, "Oh, you can only have like a forward pass now because people used to like just pile on each other because you used to be able to like you used to be able to throw the ball backwards and stuff Jesus. like more, more like more like rugby." Yeah, so. so after that like the the number of deaths dropped dramatically so thanks teddy roosevelt but <laughs> <laughs> but they need to do something like that right they need to all get together and be like okay what
0: can we do to like stop this more right. or like i yes. know like their helmets have gradually become more and more protective but yeah nothing's going to like i mean there's still an impact there mm-hmm. and it's like two gigantic
1: dudes like yeah at we, least two yeah <laughs> like fuck yeah it's it's ugly i mean i like i like football but i don't like it enough to like put these dudes Life's lives on at the risk line. yeah and to make them dangerous to other people yeah seriously you that's know? what's
0: scary like their family their loved ones the people yeah. close to them are the ones that are going to be right. affected by all that
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, it's a real real hot issue
1: so jose Baez is now representing jose Baez dropped a book this month also i heard <laughs> like, it was
0: a, like it was good right it was like a bestseller i don't yeah, know if it, it was, was good it was just like what yeah. is it yeah. about
1: it's it like it talks about like the letter that aaron wrote him and oh. it just tells it tells the story of aaron okay also aaron's brother is dropping a book this month too wow everybody's talking about aaron yeah i wonder why he was he, he was
0: he's a challenging dude like you feel for him right like he yeah. had a tough life and and it, it's so easy to it's so easy to see someone fall into that sort yeah. of like because he was so young and he mm-hmm. he was dealing with peer pressure and trying to fit in and but then it just spiraled like it just yeah it was too much it's really it's really tragic it's really sad all he needed was like a fucking parent or something you know
1: yeah yeah or he needed his dad not to have been a
0: dick right and his mom to have stepped up maybe
1: so jose Baez is now representing shayana and uh, and their daughter
0: against the nfl
1: against the nfl yeah yeah i wonder i wonder what's gonna happen there i'm
0: sure they'll throw some money at her you think yeah
1: i don't know because the nfl is trying their best to distance themselves from aaron and after his, um, after he was arrested, they had this thing where they would buy back all of the his jerseys. From, so people stood in line like for hours to get. They would trade them in for other jerseys. oh Yeah, they they want to erase him from ever having anything to do with the NFL. That's
0: fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like you had something to do with creating this monster.
1: They sure did. Yeah. Not only not only with the CTE stuff, but also with the way that they handled. All of his shit, his behavior, yeah, and he even, he even asked. Him. He also asked for help. You and know, they were which... like, uh I'll
0: get you a trap house."
1: Yeah, they're like, "We got you, dude. <laughs> get you a trap house."
0: That's crazy. Great
1: job, me. Thank you. That's the story of Aaron Hernandez. RIP. RIP. Good luck to his little daughter, Abby. Seriously, we're
0: thinking of you, little one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, it's a somber end to our episode t- this week.
1: Yeah, this was our was this our least funny episode?
0: Maybe it was. It was <laughs> so
1: interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well,
1: guys, rest in peace, fine ass Aaron Hernandez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we hope they buried you in that maroon jersey.
1: <laughs> I hope those dimples are in heaven, right? now.
0: Hell yeah! Nah, they're not in heaven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I hope, that? d- I hope those dimples are burning in hell right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my bad bro <laughs> all right guys hit us up on insta and twitter at drama club pod leave your girls a review wherever you listen to the podcast
1: buy a sticker if you want to support us Yep, they're two bucks coming soon we'll let you guys know when you can check out our website
0: yeah that's exciting
1: hit us on the hotline at 505-539-0556 Tell us if you have dimples.
0: Ooh, do you have (laughs) dimples? Please tell
1: us. Thanks to people sending us pictures of their pups. Yeah, we love that. (laughs) And And, uh, talk to you next week. Goodbye. See you for the afternoon delight. Bye. However, whatever with your helmet.